0: And welcome to the, let's say, uh, Sunny Backing 16 paper, because who knows what this is going to be when I put a title on it um, for another week, uh, because we're back. Listen, this has been a bit of an evening. We've been trying to figure out some new ways of making our recording sound better, and uh, it, it caused us some issues, didn't it, guys? it
1: certainly did
0: (laughs) we've been trying to use google meet instead of using skype um because the audio quality is so much better but yeah we we had some trouble and um we kind of lost about an hour mucking around with that which has left us rather short of time so this is a bit of a thrown together jambalaya of a show this evening but as you've already heard i have with me the wonderful claire (laughs) marie bailey claire how are you
1: I'm all right, Graham. thank you. Good to be here after we've ironed out our um, audio problems.
0: Famous last words, famous last words. (laughs) Uh, And also with me is the wonderful John Whitmore. John, how are you?
2: Good evening, everybody. Oh, it's great to be here again.
0: What we're going to do this evening, we have got a few emails, just a few short emails we're going to go. Well, One, <laughs> a few short emails and one quite long one, which is great. Um, and also, we're going to, because um, I know we've been banging on for ages about Sunny 16 Presents and what's going on there. Uh, and yeah, Not everybody's had a chance to check it out yet. Well, they've had the chance, but they've maybe not taken the opportunity to. So I think what we're going to do is, at the end of the show stick in a few excerpts of some of the show some of the shows that have already gone up on sunny 16 presents uh for people to have a quick listen to so hopefully it might encourage you to go over there and check stuff out because we're sort of building up quite a good bank of
2: stuff out there these days
0: anyway how are you guys doing have you been up to anything fun this week uh john what about you first
2: uh i have been and i am almost ready to press the launch button on my patronage subscription scheme thing that I'm doing through my website um I'm going to oh, I'm going to give you a little uh, bit of information about it I'm going to do a quarterly zine that you can subscribe to as part of the patronage um, and then there'll be tiers where you can get vouchers for prints as well off the site so if that sounds interesting to you, please do check out, check it out and uh, sign up to the mailing list and I'll let you know as soon as it's launched. But yeah, it's just been a pain in the pain doing all the back-end work on the computer, but I'm nearly there, I'm nearly there.
0: Um, so where do people need to go to sign up to the mailing
2: list? Uh, to my website, which is johnwhitmorephotography.co.uk.
0: And is this going to be a thing that's on Patreon or is this a thing you're doing separately from Patreon?
2: I'm doing it separately. I've integrated it all into my own site. So it's got the subscription and then a membership scheme in the back end of my WordPress site. um, Because I just like doing things myself rather than using third party for stuff. So I thought I'd I'd do that, which is a massive mistake. (laughs) But there we go. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> but at least it's your massive mistake oh, that's
2: really cool uh, well that's it isn't it yeah <laughs>
0: and at least um that way if anybody does uh well when people do uh sign up to support you
2: <laughs> if anybody does uh, correct.
0: Well, but they will know that all of the money that they are donating to support will be going to you and not to a third party um so that's really yeah good.
2: that's awesome uh i'll launch it probably for the first of october is my plan
0: yeah What is it you're hoping to achieve with them?
2: Um, It fundamentally stems from wanting to get away from using social media. So I'm just getting fed up of posting my pictures on, on platforms that are ultimately monetizing those images. And I'm not really kind of getting a connection with people that are seeing those images. So I just want to try and swing it around a bit. And I know it's not the world we live in these days, And everybody says, oh, you need a strong social media presence. You need to be constantly putting up content, all this sort of stuff. But it just doesn't sit well with me. So I'm just going to do my own thing and see how it goes.
0: That seems like a good idea to me. Got to give these things a try. Uh, What have you been up to lately, Claire?
1: Um, Well, yesterday was a lovely day here and um, I spent it um, photographing all day. Yeah, that was great. Um, And for a change... Um, it wasn't myself. It was um, a lovely, uh, lovely model called Naomi. So that was that was fun. <clears throat> what else have I been doing? Oh, I was disappointed because um, I heard that another, yet yeah, another show has uh, now been cancelled. Um, so that's one late on in the November, the Paris shows. But I'm still, like I said last week on the last show, I'm still crossing my fingers that I can um, make it to Italy in a couple of weeks and nothing drastic um alters although the the the, you know the the mood music is is not looking good (laughs) around the pandemic but fingers crossed so yeah so so more more um photographing um yeah
0: Cool beans. Yeah, well, we're all keeping our fingers crossed for you to be able to make it to Italy. That would uh, that would be a nice high spot for a year that has been sadly lacking in them. But as you said, it's it does feel very uh, on edge. All of that stuff at the moment. You just never know from one day to the next what's going to get cancelled and what's yeah. going to happen. Um, okay. Well, let's dive into the emails because some of these are directly referring back to some things we talked about last week. Uh, starting with Billy Sanford, yeah. who writes in. Hello, Sunbeams. I just listened to today's episode and thought I'd write a brief email. But upon further reflection, I thought, why start now with the brevity? For Claire. Firstly, I am quite fond of my Canon EF 16-35mm f4 lens. Shooting straight on at the long end, it gives you the normal, useful and traditional 35mm perspective. Straight on at the wide end, it gives you the wider view that looks normal. But what I really enjoy is that by tilting the camera, down or up, you do get a distinctive distorted perspective that can really stand out if you include one image with it as part of a larger collection. Like anything else, it is a trick that would grow old quite quickly if overused I imagine. I've included a couple of examples to show what I mean. While it isn't cheap, it is less expensive than the f2.8 version with the bonus of being lighter and including image stabilisation but with the cost of a stop of light. But then, since Canon is currently introducing a new mount, there may be less expensive copies to be found, used Mm -hmm. from shooters looking to upgrade their kit. Or perhaps there are other third-party offerings in the 16-35 range. I know several people are fond of the 17 40 but I haven't used it myself. So there you go, Claire. That's a a suggestion for a lens for you.
1: Yeah, no, thanks for that, um, uh, Billy. Um, that's, That's really kind of had it. A couple um of of suggestions so I'm, I'm really grateful for that and and 16 sounds great and the little i like the idea of the the little trick that you're saying so thank you for that
0: yeah i'm wondering i wonder if that's a full frame lens that's the only thing i'm not sure let's have a quick look very quickly um oh no i'm sure it is uh because it's an l lens so i'm sure it's A um, full-frame lens. Now, that's awesome. Okay, continuing. Sorry. Secondly, I really enjoyed the show on Blow Up. Claire and Jeff's enthusiasm for the film was engaging, as was Graham's conviction that the lead character did not have any redeeming qualities. (laughs) I can't remember if it was mentioned at the end, but for anyone else considering movies that have some element of photography to it, Full Metal Jacket Mm. is, of course, a movie that many people enjoy in its own right or some people consider the two halves of it somewhat two separate movies and like-slash-dislike them accordingly. The main character ends up as a war reporter during Vietnam and has his camera stolen at one point. Another movie with less acclaim but with photocentric plot elements is 2013's The Secret Life of Walter Mitty with Ben Stiller i'm not sure it would merit deep analysis but again because of the story itself photographers who have already burned through all of netflix and are looking for something else may want to check it out um your feelings on those two films claire
1: well do you know i haven't seen um full metal jacket i remember um is, is a great film It's a stanley kubrick film um the other one um, as well uh, what i will say, actually what i will say billy is um maybe maybe you want to um keep a keep an eye and ear out for um, one of the upcoming episodes of on film um yeah i won't say any more than that <laughs> but you might be surprised
0: <laughs> uh, and the secret life of walter mitty
1: yeah that's what i'm saying um you you might want to um, have you have you either have you seen that film?
0: Uh, yeah, bizarrely, I have. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. it's one of the rare films that I have seen. Yeah,
1: yeah, because he he directed it, didn't he? And he starred in it. And um, I think it went quite through a process before it came to him. And it's got um, yeah, Sean Penn, and it's got some really lovely um time magazine um pictures in it yeah so anyway billy yeah do keep your do keep um your ears and eyes open for, for the for the next episode you might be surprised
0: <laughs> and i and i will share with you um afterwards claire the pictures that uh, billy has sent yeah, yeah. Of, of the effect he's got with these lenses it is quite funky um as he says especially when you start tilting it up and down it's it, it giving some quite good distortion there which is what you want from wide angle you know yeah. you want a bit of a funkiness going on otherwise what's even the point
1: no i'm 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 really grateful and I'm, I'm talking of um jeff as well um and blow up um he 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 sent a message as well to recommend um a venus op- optics um 15 millimeter lens as well um do you, do you pronounce it, uh, lower? i don't know <laughs> if my pronunciation is right but that was a lens that he recommended as well and also um hillary um hillary clark um messaged me to say um she had a 10 millimeter uh to 20 millimeter and, and um she asked me if i wanted to just I haven't had a chance yet to, to see if it was compatible she said she, you know i could have a go and see how i got along so i'm really grateful um and a, a gentleman called christian as well messaged me on um, instagram to recommend a lens so so thank you all, all of you and, and thank you billy as well because um i'll look them all you know look them all up and um and see so that's that's really really grateful thank you
0: right i've got some bits in here for you as well john uh, so for john uh, carry on with Billy's letter. Firstly, I wasn't expecting for the subject to come up, but as long as you're asking, I'd have to go with G, C, D as my favorite chord progression. <laughs> classic, I mean, it's an absolute nice. classic, somewhat easy for beginning guitarists to learn, and has a very satisfying resolution while cycling through it. I mean, you can't argue with that, can you, Claire? You know, you're a musician, G, C, D, what a winner. <laughs> Secondly, I also really enjoyed the conversation with Dan Kay, with all of the talk about each print being somewhat unique, and that the print is the final product, the end result of the clicking of the shutter and developing and everything else that has gone before it. I definitely want to get into some darkroom voodoo at some point in the near future. Mm -hmm. All I can really add is that I was surprised, though I shouldn't have been, that it is possible if one has enough money, which I don't, for a person to still purchase a print that was created by Ansel Adams himself. Um, and there's a link here to where you can go to buy it. Uh, I just thought that it spoke to Dan's comments about the value of a print. For example, extremely rich people, people will pay outrageous sums for a canvas that Picasso himself touched with his brush. Likewise, there is a market for buying a print that Ansel Adams as a photographic artist himself produced. And, at higher levels, it speaks to the idea of the artist and his vision. Thinking about the picture before you take it, carefully composing and taking the picture, being intentional about developing the negative, and then producing the final print as the end result of all that work. It's not a knock against anyone who digitally prints. I've done that myself. Or shooting for the gram. I'm guilty of that too. But just a recognition of the thoughtfulness of the whole end-to-end process and the artistic vision involved in printmaking that Dan and John alluded to. Or who knows, if Ansel were alive today, maybe he'd be posting duck face selfies. Maybe. Um, Huge breath (laughs) for both Billy and myself. Since music is the current (laughs) Cheap Shots Challenge theme, I'll keep the topic I am throwing out for discussion to music as well. Also, I've included the shot of the cassette insert discussed during my submission. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Um, I most often go out to shoot alone, and I'll often have my MP3 player on. These days, it's most often playing podcasts. I was wondering if you all tended to have music or something else on in the background while you work. In addition to Kate Bush, of course. And if it was, what music it was you tended to lean towards? Something dark and brooding, emo, heavy metal, blues, classical, etc. Mm-hmm. Discuss amongst yourselves. I suppose I'll wrap it up for now. Of probably much less significance to the listeners, I've included my mailing address at the bottom in the hopes of receiving some sweet, sweet Sunny 16 swag. Thank you, Billy. <laughs> Thank you, Billy. Um, so guys uh music do you tend to listen to music whilst you're shooting or or developing or whatever you might be doing is music part of your process
1: i quite often listen to music um not when i'm shooting (laughs) excuse me not when i'm shooting if i've been in the dark room i've had music on um but i quite often if i'm scanning i'll have music on
0: and what sort of stuff are you listening to claire
1: um i was just looking at his list there something dark but i don't know i suppose i'm a bit like a magpie with music so i go for lots of different stuff but i like i like dark and brooding and emo so i i, I love um the australian band hate rock i love their music it's kind of um uh, yeah i'll recommend it um their latest one of their latest albums um called venus and leo i love it Um, so it's a bit electronica a bit dark brooding but I love everything hate rock do it's h-t-r-k but you say you pronounce it hate rock Um, I like a lot of electronic music actually I like boards of Canada as well Um, but I like I I don't know it's one of those questions I said what's your favorite music and you sort of you go a bit your brain stops doesn't it and afterwards you think oh I like you know I, I like so much different music um there's a, a a really great um there's a I love a Welsh singer called Gwenna. Gwenna, she's really good. Um what else? I, I just like so much different music. Yeah. And it's good that he's got the Kate Bush reference because um isn't that your uh, challenge, Graham?
0: Well, well, uh, that's <laughs> another, that's another matter. I may have looked into that and gone, well, what am I thinking of? This is an insane did you idea. It, did
1: you say it on... on was it pre-recording or, or once, or did you say it on a show you were going to make... Um, your challenge was going to make album covers? <laughs> I,
0: like, I did say that, and then I spent quite a lot of time looking at album covers and went, what yeah. am I thinking of? This is not going to work at all. So I think I need to revisit that because yeah oh, I don't think I can make that work very easily um John what about you what's is this music
2: feature you in your process um I don't sometimes I listen to music when I'm out shooting um I think it depends where I am most of the time I don't I, I like to kind of hear the sounds of the environment I'm in as well mm-hmm. or if, if I'm at an, an event or doing behind the scenes I'm definitely not listening to music then um if I'm in the dark room, yeah, I listen to music all the time um, while I'm working. It's just, I don't know, just or the radio. Yeah, I listen to a lot of six music. Um, Music-wise, you can take this however you like, but this week I've been listening to Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh <So, yeah. laughs> There you go. I mean, no, no, judging. Have you just dropped something? Uh,
0: no, I, you know, I, I can't say I've ever listened to a Taylor Swift album, but I've heard some songs. They seem fine. Um, you know, so I'm sure it's all good. It's, you know, it's
2: kind of, it's like, um, like, I've also been listening to kind of like more ambient music, you know, old future sound of London. i mm-hmm. uh, listened to that a lot recently. And it's, it's kind of it's stuff you can listen to. Like if I'm writing words, for example, like I've been writing stuff for my website. I find ambient music um, really useful because it doesn't interfere with the words that you're trying to put down as well. Whereas songs with lyrics, it can be quite difficult to write mm-hmm. at the same time. Where I find that difficult. Um, and Taylor Swift's quite similar because you can switch off to the <laughs> the music because mm-hmm. it's so easy. Like easy, your brain kind of doesn't have to process it, so you can do other things at the same time um there we go and it's good Mm. fun.
0: yeah i uh i suppose when i listen it's not so much when i'm out shooting but again more so when i'm in the dark and faffing around with stuff i think the main time i'm listening to music is um i use it a bit like caffeine (laughs) so if i'm like oh i'm flagging a bit i need something to team me up i'll probably listen to music and because of that um the music tends to be stuff that is fairly high energy um stuff not like dance music necessarily but but more towards indie high energy indie and alternative stuff um but it's it's really it's a really really mixed bag but yeah it's it tends to be stuff that will work like having a few espressos at least on my mental state is like okay now i'm I'm up and bouncing and that's fine but um but obviously also kate bush yeah lots of kate bush um and
2: uh, you should check out a band called a uh, king gizzard and the lizard wizard if you've never heard of them. king
0: gizzard and the lizard the wizard okay I'll
2: yeah if you want something fast-paced that really gets <laughs> you going they they're amazing.
0: Okay, I will. I, I recently, very recently, changed from using Spotify to using um, YouTube music because I hate seeing adverts on YouTube. So I was like, mm-hmm. fine, I'm going to make this deal with the devil. Um, and trying to beat the. Algorithms into submission Into actually understanding What I want to listen to Is proving to be very, very hard work um, I think they've kind of got the idea now That indie music is more Indian alternative stuff is more my scene Than, you know, let's say Taylor Swift For want of a better example um, mm. But it, it, they do these weekly playlists Like Spotify does But whereas Spotify would give you a, Quite a diverse Range of stuff, some of which would really click with you, some of which you might go, ah, but it was interesting at least. What, um, YouTube is currently giving me is just a lot of quite mopey indie. I was <laughs> like, no, I don't, no. I don't want the mopey indie. There's, just, as I know, there's a lot of it, but I'm good, thank you. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's um, everything. Everything just released the new album, so I've been listening to a bit of that this week because uh, I like those guys. Um, so yeah, lots of good stuff. Lots of good stuff. But no I do enjoy listening to music. But
1: I find music um, really inspires me um, for coming up with ideas as well.
0: Mm, uh, yeah, I yeah. can see that definitely. Yeah, definitely. I think it can get you in the mood for sure. Um, oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. Do you want to take this next email,
2: John, from um, Dave Walker? Sorry. Yeah, of course. Just quickly, uh, just want to say thanks to Billy for sending that link through to the Ansel Adams work because yeah. it's fascinating seeing the sort of prices for a start. But also, there's a lot of his work that I had no idea, like I've never seen before. So that's, that's really interesting. We'll put the link in the show notes to that. I'd recommend people check it out. The prices start from probably about $7,000, for most of them and some of them are unlisted so i tried to think how much they are yeah but yeah really interesting really interesting selection of of images there so thanks billy right let's uh let's move on to spooling 120 film with dave walker hello graham i was li- I was listening to your chat with Eric and Varney the other day, and you mentioned spooling 120 onto processing reels. I think you said you couldn't think of any way to do it without unspooling spooling the whole roll first and then feeding it onto the reel. I definitely don't do it like that. In a dark bag, there's barely any space, and taking the whole film out is asking for trouble. So I break the seal on the film my thumbnail then wrap the backing paper, letting it roll up until I reach the first end of the film. I insert the film end into the reel and and wind it a little to make sure it's secure. Then I hold the reel in both hands with the backing paper rolling up over the top of my thumbs and hold the unloaded film away from the spiral by guiding it between the ring finger and little fingers. This sounds much more complicated than it is, as I wind the spiral, the film comes off the spool through my fingers, separating from the backing paper as we go. 120 is pretty short, so before long, we've reached the point where the backing paper is taped onto the film. I just peel the backing paper away and drop it in the back, already conveniently rolled up again, and fold over the little tape back onto the film. One more twist and it's all secure on the reel. The advantage of this method is it's very compact. You know where everything is. The film won't get scratched or dusty. And, that, and if there's a disaster, it's easy to wind it back onto the spool and open the bag to see what's going on. I've grabbed a roll of just backing paper to give some idea of what I mean. It's harder without the film because there's no tension on it. Also, taking a photo of yourself with both hands busy is harder than I anticipated. Cheers, Dave. Um, is that what you do, Graham? You take the whole film off first?
0: Yeah, I separate the film completely from the backing paper, yeah.
2: Oh, you're crazy. <laughs> I I do what Dave does. <laughs> the, en- the only difference I do is when he gets to the end and he peels um the tape off. I've had a couple of times where I've actually torn the the film doing that. So I I now just use um some scissors and snip it off. Mm-hmm. But yeah, why would you why would you take it off completely to start with?
0: <laughs> Don't know, just I just always have it never occurred to me to try and uh, um okay Claire uh, you're the um, deciding vote uh, loading 120 film onto a reel um do you separate it completely from the paper before you start loading it or do you start it on the reel and feed it through and take it off the paper at the same time
1: <laughs> second one
0: oh god damn it so I only odd one out here <laughs> oh no Graham wow uh, <laughs> But ha-
1: I, I did enjoy your Eric and Vania show, Graham. As well.
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. I just, like, when I recorded that and I had a lovely time chatting to Eric and Vania, um, I did just that. Just for
2: those who don't know, what was the name of the podcast that you're on?
0: This was the All Through a Lens podcast, which... Uh, um eric who has been on our show many many times and vanya who's also been on here in the past um they do it's a great show uh, it's been going for a year now and um they asked if i would join them to celebrate their anniversary And i was like yes i'd love to go and be a you know the interview guest on your show It'd be a real treat um and their shows are magazine shows they have different sections and the interview is just a part of it and it's normally about 15 20 minutes long so i knew that we were going to end up talking for longer and then they would cut it down lots and so um and we did we talked for over an hour and i knew full well they were going to cut out a load of my nonsense um to make it into a 20 minute interview um which they did uh, and that was all good um but they've just started a patreon to um help pay for the cost of running the podcast which are not small and also to give the money towards paying for dev chemicals and paying for the amount of time which eric puts into putting the shows together which is a lot because as i've said their shows are much more carefully constructed than what we throw together um and uh one of the things that they are offering as part of their patreon is access to the full uh, unedited <laughs> versions of the (laughs) interviews and uh, they put as a your first one is free thing they put the full unedited version of my interview conversation I think put it with them up on their feed Um, it's certainly something (laughs) apologies to everyone Uh, I was um, put a little sugar high that day I suspect or something I don't know what my (laughs) excuse was but yeah Um, it's you know it's a listening experience uh but perhaps not a good listening experience but uh (laughs) yeah um i don't know what more to say about that you guys both listened i think uh it's a listen with caution really isn't it is what we'd say on that
1: well you you did you you put a warning out didn't you you uh, you said didn't you say no don't have small children around yeah um
0: there's some Uh quite bad language in there um i blame Mm -hmm. eric and varney because as anybody who's listened to this for the last four and a half years i never swear on podcasts my language uh, is impeccable (laughs) and i don't i'm not a sweary person john and claire will back this up let's move on and um it's eric and varney's fault um but it was really fun doing it and yes if you want to hear um, a slightly off the leash version Of me Then go and check that out um, But yes not with young or easily offended people In the room Because um, it did get a bit raucous um, Okay where are we at uh, Okay so we have made to feel silly About doing the 120 the wrong way um, Okay uh, Do you want to take this next one Claire From Ian Wallace um,
1: yeah, sure. So it's, um, for your information, um, Oxford Photo Festival. So, hi, Sunnies. A reminder that it's the Oxford Photography Festival um, will be happening on um, 16th of October to the 16th of November. This year, there is a special emphasis on women in photography. And there are a series of programmed events and all details are on the website. And then there's a link um, to the Oxford um, Photo Festival for 2020. Um, I recall that in one of Claire's early Sunny 16 appearances, she encouraged listeners to enter to enter open calls, which yeah, I do. Um, I was encouraged by this to enter some documentary images in the Oxford Photo Festival Open Call, Women and Photography, Ways of Seeing and Being Seen. The entries were taken on on my TLR and feature feature Karen Freer. And there's a, I think, is that a link to the her Instagram handle? Yes, it
2: is, yeah. Yeah? Right.
1: Um, at work on her current very distinctive portrait series, LGBTQ plus Faces of Bristol. I was really grateful her support and collaboration and that of her subject, the artist Rosa, Ter- now am I pronouncing it, Rosa Terquile? Is it?
0: Your guess is as good as mine,
1: Claire. yeah. Who allowed me to photograph their photo shoot on a very hot afternoon in a, in Bristol City Centre. There are over a thousand entries in the open call, of which are a small proportion are distinctly on film. All the entries can be reviewed and rated on photocrowd.com. Um and for anyone interested, um there's there's a link, um, and maybe we can put this up, um uh, Graham in the show notes. Um, um for any listeners um to to the entries
0: yeah i'll put yeah. the links i'll put the links for ian's entries in the show notes as well as so you can go and click on them have a look at them uh yeah. and see karen at work taking pictures it's a great um great pictures and and obviously vote for them as well if you like them so that's great
1: yeah definitely and then a ps the sonora gramophone in my cheap shots photos dates from the mid 1920s Wow. And um, he says, the cabinet which caused puzzlement on backing paper is full of 78 RPM gramophone records. Wow. Do you know what, Ian? I I just thought it was great. And I would just, I'd love to get hold of that as a prop. (laughs) Um, I always like the way the grooves catch the light. Oh, lovely, lovely. Best regards, um, Ian Wallace. Um, And um, if you want to um, link up with Ian, again, he's put his um, Instagram handle as well. Um, so it's at at Ian underscore on a hill road. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah, the Oxford Photo Festival. Um, I'm really glad that the stuff, exhibitions going on, it was, gosh, I can't remember how many years ago now, many years ago, well, some many years ago, doesn't matter This is not important but anyway it was the uh, first oxford photo festival that i went to where i first actually met aid in person we met mo- mm. we arranged to meet up to see a particular exhibition um that was really good i really love what they do so that uh, they have different artists or different collections at different venues around the city yeah um and that's exactly what they're going on this year so uh i'm really excited about that and looking forward to making time to go and see some of these things because obviously i've got no excuse they're not too far away um and yeah the fact that there is a real focus on female photographers Mm. um and women and women in photography um it's great super interesting um so yeah anybody i will put the link in the show notes um but there looks to be a lot of great exhibitions on
1: sounds great i'm sure um that i've seen i'm sure andrew bartram um posted some photos once um uh, uh, about the fact fe- that the festival but i could i could be wrong unless it was a photo walk and i'm muddling the two up but
0: yeah yeah may well have done may well have done um but yeah so it's 16th of october till the 16th of november yeah perfect the excuse to make a trip down to oxford and go and have a mooch around and, and see some of these different exhibitions um uh, assuming we're all out to yeah <laughs> hopefully um,
1: yeah thanks ian
0: yes thank you very much for reminding us on that ian uh it's a cool thing okay uh last up um john do you want to read this one out this is a, a cheap shots challenge entry
2: mm. sure i just also like to add that uh, everyone should definitely go and check out karen's feed uh, yeah. for the series she's doing in bristol because i follow her on instagram and i've done I think since we met up at that Oxford photo walk, actually. Yeah. And it looked like a really interesting series. She started posting some of those images. So, uh, yeah, go and check that out. Yeah. Right. Uh, Anthony Rue. Dear Sunbeams, here's my first go at a cheap shots challenge. And to make it more of a challenge, I'm using a $20 Kiev30, which is a Soviet knockoff of a Minolta 16. (gasps) It's kind of like a Cold War spy camera. Uh, that had a few too many. I can't read that. Bowls of borscht bigger than a Minox, but half the size of a Rody 35. It shoots unperforated 16 mil, and for this shot, I'm trying out the FPP's 16 mil release of Eastman 5222 XX. The photo is of is of my talented co-worker Ash, whose band was the last live show I saw before the Corona lockdown began in March she's working out a patch sequence on a Korg MS20 synth the sort of synthesizer you would yeah. have heard of on a Soft Cell track a uh, Soft Cell or Talk Talk single and we've got the photo here uh, a black and white image of an arm with a tattoo on plugging in a patch cable into the synth uh, looks of it
0: it's very cool for 16mm image it looks really good It's, I mean it's grainy yes but it's not as grainy as you might expect for a, a very small neg um, uh, The Double X looks lovely, I really like Double X as a film, um, I've not used it much, I've only shot two or three rolls of it myself just because it doesn't come across my path very often but I really like the look Is that a film you guys have had much experience with?
2: No No i never shot no. that
0: It's nice, it's definitely worth keeping an eye out for uh, What I mean, there's a lot that I like about this picture um, beyond just the nostalgia for seeing like, a cool old Korg synthesizer. Yeah, um, I like Korg synths. And the, the composition uh, of, the, of the picture, but also I love the fact that um, the tattoo on Ash's arm uh, says what once was, which is just perfect, whilst plugging in patch cables into mm-hmm. a, an 80s Korg synthesizer. Um, that's fantastic. Really cool, yeah,
1: my eyes were drawn straight to that, actually, what I once was mm. and I'm actually I love the the description of the camera like a cold war spy camera. I feel like oh, I want one
0: <laughs> yeah i've I've never tried shooting sixteen millimeter well I suppose mm. it's sixteen millimeter is what's in um I think it's what's in 110 isn't it But that's not the same um, It might not even be 16mm in 110 <laughs> That might be completely incorrect um, Have you tried shooting Have you, have you tried 16mm at all No No uh, there you go. Well, FPP is selling it, you know, so but yeah, great picture. I really like that picture. It's it is a perfect subject matter for black and white as well. Black keys, white keys, the nice white arm and against the black um of the keyboard body itself and the cables. It just looks great, really great. Mm. Works very well for a film that might not have tons of detail to offer up um, at that size. So that's it okay that is it for emails um, but we have got something that uh we want to let you know about um so <clears throat> this is a thing uh, that i uh well i'll, I'll just say <laughs> what i've been sent um and i definitely wrote this myself uh and this is all my own words dear loyal listeners this is graham speaking and i am definitely not being <laughs> coerced into the following message analog wonderland have launched a 35 millimeter film subscription service Ooh. i am told that i think it's brilliant and it is available right now on the analog wonderland site get a bundle of different 35 mm films every two months enjoy learning and exploring some of the awesome emotions from all your favorite brands along with some ones you might not have tried before. Full details are at analogwonderlandcouk forward slash pages forward slash film subscription. And there is a special Sunny 16 offer to get £5 off your first wonderbox. Box. <laughs> Reading that word's killing me slightly. With the code sunny5, and that's the number five, at checkout. Love and Snuggles, Paul. I mean, Graham. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is obviously a cool new thing that the guys, mm-hmm. uh, Paul and uh, Mary and Le Wonderland, have just launched so if it sounds like it might be your kind of thing, it's definitely worth checking out. I think, uh, John, you're our correspondent from the photography show. This was launched at the photography show, the online
2: photography show? Uh, I think it was launched just before, potentially. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see, I've only seen a couple of bits about it. I, I think there's, like, three films in the first box that he's announced. One of them is definitely Pan F. Um, so, yeah, it looks like if you're if you're a beginner um or you just want to experiment loads and you don't really know where to start because i don't they've got so many different films haven't they on there Mm. available now um i guess it could be a bit daunting if you don't know which ones to pick if you just want to try a load different ones out this this is a good way of getting into that and just giving you some inspiration
0: yeah absolutely and it kind of it's it helps keep the flow of film coming in. It helps budgeting as well, stuff like that. If you know how much you've got going out on film, you can kind of manage things a little better. So um, that also helps. And uh I'm sure they'll get some fun stuff on there. Paul obviously has. Um I'm having a quick look now. Oof, that's graphic. Um uh, Let's have a quick look at Paul's Wonder box. <laughs>
2: <laughs> OnlyFans.com. <laughs> yes, Paul's
0: OnlyFans website. You have to pay to see Paul's Wonderbox at OnlyFans. Um, a unique competition with prizes you won each and every month? Question mark. <laughs> I wonder if the, I wonder if there's supposed to be a question mark at the end of that sentence. Um, oh. But may, maybe. Uh, oh yeah, but I guess there is. Anyway, that's a really fun thing. Uh, obviously, Analog Wonderland, a great place to go to to get your film. And this is a nice new way of checking out here. So you can go go to Analog One Land and subscribe to the Monthly Film Box and then go to Silver Pan Film Labs and subscribe to get your film developed. And you're done. That's it. Yeah, definitely. It's a subscription world that we live in. Um, okay. Uh, I think that just about does us. Right, guys? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think so.
0: Um. So what we're going to leave you with is a few excerpts from some of the recent shows we've had going out on the sunny 16 presents feed because like i said we've had some really good stuff go out but you might not have had a chance to check them out yet might not have felt so inclined as to wander over there so hopefully this this little taster will wet your whistle um for some of the stuff that's out there already and we've got some more stuff coming up all the time i'm going to have it'll hopefully be about out by the time you hear this if not it's definitely coming out this week my first show is finally going to land this week um which will be <laughs> a, kind of all about and around the carbon adventurer um, 4x5 camera and kind of getting into shooting 4x5 film and entry into 4 x 4 film um, and we'll feature conversations with such luminaries as simon forster steve lloyd and the wonderful matt marash as well who's a real treat to talk to him i haven't spoken to him before so um please do go and check that out when it drops on a day this week. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be so looking forward to
2: Christmas 2021. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it'll be worth the wait probably unless it isn't you know Uh,
1: you remind me graham um i've been watching um i've been watching yeah um the david lynch weather updates every day i don't know if you watch them
2: (laughs) oh that's all i love that they're brilliant
1: aren't they i go there i go there every day just to hear him go golden sunshine and blue skies and he does this thing you will you'll know about this won't you john um um what's the number today And um, he basically has a jar. Sorry, I'm digressing massively here. And it has like ping pong balls in it of one to 10. And every day he picks out a number. What's the number? And it's just been this ongoing thing that a number seven hasn't happened in fact, I'm, I'm, I've not seen it for about a day, so maybe probably there's been a seven, but for for weeks there's been no number seven pulled, and that just reminds me we're all we're all on pins waiting for this number seven, and um, it's like waiting for your show. We're getting really excited, <laughs> so um, yeah.
2: <laughs> That's how exciting your show is, Graham. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow, I, that feels
0: like some sort of really sick burn <laughs> waiting. Yep, well, there you go. That's the pitch. My show this week will be hopefully as exciting as the prospect of somebody pulling a number seven Penguin board. David Lynch. David David Lynch, Lynch. sorry, you're right. The fact that it's David Lynch does make it significantly more exciting. Well, I'll be tuning in for that now, never mind my podcast. Um, We will leave you you now then, listeners, to listen to those things. Uh, And we will be back. We've got uh, some exciting stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks on the Sunny 16 podcast. So we've got a couple of interviews that we're really looking forward to having. Um, So this kind of waffling nonsense will hopefully take backseat for at least a little little bit of time whilst we have those to go out. So um, do check back in next week. Uh, Who is it you guys are talking to next week?
1: Yeah, Michael Beelan from um, Analogue Forever magazine um we'll be talking to him so that'll be really good looking forward to that yeah
0: yeah so that's look forward to next week uh right well thank you so much for listening everybody uh we will play you out with some music i don't know what yet but it'll be great
2: uh, so
0: let me know what it is once you've listened to it. And we will speak to you again soon. Goodbye.
2: How can people get in touch, Graham? Oh, Don't God. say goodbye yet. <laughs> you haven't dropped the email. I have to do so much
0: editing with this. Um, <laughs> please do drop us a line at sunny 16 podcast at gmail.com We love hearing from you. It's mm-hmm. always great to get your emails. And listen, I learned something this week. Well, I learned a lot of things this week, but I particularly learned that I'm probably a bit of an idiot for taking my film all the way off the reel with 120 film. So, <laughs> <laughs> doing that anymore um, uh, you know you live and you learn don't you you live and you can, learn call can yourself
2: I just, a professional <laughs> and
3: can I, just say another,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say another thank you as well for all for the people who've recommended um the the wide-angled lenses to me so billy and jeff and hillary and christian thank you
0: yeah wonderful stuff uh john do you want to be thankful to anybody this week
2: uh, oh who should I thankful to no no one this week <laughs> that's John for you <laughs> you can all do one
1: no, we're, we're, thankful, we're thankful for you John for <laughs> for this, this evening
2: <laughs> yeah John we're real thankful all, for you <laughs> I'm, I'm also thankful to everyone that's been in touch about the Sunny 16 Presents episode it's been really nice to for all the uh, positive comments about it, I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we're all really excited about your next one, John. Who was the next one with again? Top Secret. <laughs> he hasn't thought it out yet. Listen, <laughs> Keep telling all <laughs> of us his top secrets because he's not got it organized. Shocking. You wouldn't catch me doing that. Right. Can we go now? Yes, <laughs> let's go now. Thank you so much, everybody. You are all brilliant. And we will speak to you again soon. Goodbye.
1: Good night.
2: Goodbye. Freak. <laughs>
1: Hello, and welcome to the first ever episode of On Film, where we're going to talk um, this evening about Antonioni's 1966 film Blower.
3: It's really fast-paced, it's got pretty actors, Uh, it takes place against the backdrop, as you said, of Swinging London, the Yardbirds are in it, there's a lot of eye candy. But more than anything else, and I think what makes it a great topic of conversation, Claire, why I'm so glad you're using this to lead off your On Film podcast, is that it is about the mystery of images and the significance of images, what images are, what they mean to us, and I- how image-making uh, and th- our understanding of images is born from both community and context. And I think that's a fascinating subject for a film.
1: I can't make my mind up in that scene where, where he's been you know, to the Doss house to take those pictures, whether he is genuinely has a social conscience or whether he's cynically exploiting um, the homeless people just to get on, I can't work up. But by the end, I, I did shift my position on him a bit and found, so, I felt like some compassion for him.
0: It's somebody who is bored with his life and who had this brief glimpse of something that might have been more compelling to him. And then it was gone because it's not his story. And, and, and it's just like, oh, and then he has to watch students doing mime tennis. And frankly, I'm amazed he didn't top himself. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh. It is a photographer's dream this film <laughs> not only is it a showcase for, you know, the best photographic equipment of the time, he's got a plain prism Nikon F, he's got a Hasselblad yep. C, uh, he's got an assistant that loads and unloads these cameras for him. He has this absolutely immaculate studio with backings and props, feathers, and so forth. And he has this amazing dark room set up with two different rooms with a light that comes on when you close the door. And- yeah. <laughs> it is just, you know, without fetishizing kind of the, the photographic equipment itself, it seems to show this kind of dream life for a photographer of just having all that stuff at your fingertips. It's pretty incredible.
2: Hello everyone, this is Billy Sanford and today I wanted to talk about cyanotype printing. We're here with Edward. Hello. And we're in uh, Montpellier Gardens in Cheltenham and we're going to try for the very first time for both of us to use a large format camera.
3: Right, my name's Anthony and I'm going to talk you through how to make a trichrome.
2: Okay, so. I left the clip frame out for exposure about nine minutes. Uh, the bits I could see around the edges looked like they had turned eh. again a kind of an olive green, grayish, brownish color. So we're just going to go ahead and give it a wash and see what we got. So here we go with the um, the second frame on the the uh, the linoff. We flipped the dark slide over and we're going to shoot it at a quarter of a second, F22. And Edward's lined it up, so we're taking a picture of the trees in the park. So, um, right, when you're ready, Edward. Are oh, we
3: ready to, to go, are right? we? Oh, dark slide out.
2: Take the dark slide out.
3: Um, the film, um, so
2: FB4, Ilford FB4 works really well. You need a panchromatic film because we're taking photos using, we're expecting to capture red, blue and green information and panchromatic means that the black and white film is capturing a
3: wide range
2: of wavelengths. Hello and welcome to Sunny 16 presents the Darkroom Sessions, a series of conversations with analogue photographers and artists about why they darkroom print, what their processes are and what motivates them.
4: I like to print when um my kids are going to bed.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I'll settle them in, and then I'll come down and print because then I can print through the night. Um, you know, um, if I'm re- if I got a lot to print, I'll just I get a big can of Red Bull, <laughs> chug it, <clears throat> chug it, and 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 um, and I can go through a box and a half of paper.
2: Right. So like when I first started printing, I was very yeah. much determined to try and get a. For some reason, I was like my headset was like, all right, I want to make this a perfect workflow so I could generate a load of identical prints and produce kind of limited edition runs. And what? then after about a year, I was like, why am I trying to achieve like duplication perfection? That kind of no, no, goes no. against the beauty of darkroom printing. Okay.
4: You, you will walk through the same village and then you'll see something and it. You realize it's a particularly great day and that mist has just come off the hills and it's pulling around the trees, and that's just, you know, that, that looks great, and, and, and it's, it's not a, a common occurrence, and you'll take that photograph, and then a local person will see that photo and go, wow, you know, I, how long did you wait around for that photograph, Yeah, right? That's the kind of thing you take when, you, when you're doing local stuff.
1: Hello and welcome to this episode of Underexposed. I'm Rachel Brewster-Wright from Little Vintage Photography and, as you'll probably know, co-host of Sony 16 Podcast. The Underexposed episodes of the Sony 16 Presents are where I try and shine a light on some photographers whose work flies a little bit below the radar, I am lucky to be the daughter of a contractor Mm -hmm. and an architect and we have an incredible relationship so my dad usually just, he'll be like okay let's go on this job site. That's so cool, so you get to see the architecture from the inside. From the inside and and, you know from literally them digging to make a foundation like I get to be there at different Mm -hmm. um, parts of the project so I always try to take you know a couple of pictures when um, that's happening just so you can see the development. it can take some time, I think, definitely. to get to the point where you realise that that's it's a problem. Yeah, that it's, yeah, that's a problem, and also what you can do about it. You, mm-hmm. you can not even realise. Oh, actually, going out and taking that time to walk
3: around with the camera, even if you don't shoot, shoot it. Or just, just
1: have the comfort of the weight, you know, that camera yeah. strap, you know, being yeah. right around your neck. That's, mm-hmm. I think, that's a very good way to to just kind of calm down. Yeah, definitely. And I went to this tiny remote village in the north of Iceland called Skagastland. I think 500 people lived there. Oh. And there were no there were no models that I knew of. There was no photo studio, no lab, no dark room, mm-hmm. nothing. And I just went with a 35mm camera and a Polaroid Land camera, which I was which I bought for the occasion. And right. I was so excited to use it. Um, and I got there, and it was the first residency I'd done. Mm-hmm. And it was when it was November, so it was quite an oh intense God. month because it's when it goes. You know, by the, by the start of the month, I think there was maybe seven hours of daylight, or maybe seven or eight, and then by the end of the month, it was sort of five. Yeah.